Hello everyone, welcome to 8Crit. My name is Jesse and I am DMing uh, this season for us all. Uh, we are playing The Witcher tabletop role-playing game. Very exciting. And we're going to quickly go around and introduce our characters. Maddie, do you want to go first? Oh, I guess I'm going first. Yep. All right. Well, um, I am but a simple bard. And my name is the great Ronnie Gianfranco Destino III. But you, my colleagues, you may call me the great Ronnie Gianfranco Destino. <laughs> yep. And with Excellent. me, my trusty companion, my, my little mutt that I've found on my travels, Osmodius Osborne, better known as Ozzy. And my mule, <laughs> El King Diamante. This is excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much. But uh, yeah, picture like a 80s heavy metal lead mm. singer. Just the, my, my shirt is basically only buttoned by the bottom I button. <laughs> Alice, Alice Cooper, that's yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah. just like spewing chest hair everywhere. Um, very revealing and quite glamorous. Although Very practical. sexual energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I bring it. Actually, Great. I think I'm thinking more David Copperfield because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we've got Brendan. Yes. Hello. I'm uh, Brendan White. I'm going to play Cass Voltana, a 140-year-old human mage. Uh, you know, lover of the arcane arts. I've got a hawk named Blue Bear, and uh, I've got a nice affixation and love affair with prostitution. <laughs> Whorehouses and everything debaucherous. Uh, I've seen many things, lived many stories, and I'm uh, looking forward to making another one here with the guys. Beautiful. Jono. Yeah, so I'm Jono, and I'm playing Shadrach the Witcher from Nilfgaard. I'm 110 years old. Lived a little, but not as much as some others. <laughs> I'm just here to kill monsters and make the world a better place. Excellent. And get paid. Yeah. Get that sweet, sweet gold. And this is my, uh, my mock-up. It's like a, a, a younger... A middle-aged Mark Hamill. Beautiful. A, Older than he does now in that photo. Though. Well, I actually de-aged him in that photo. There you go. <laughs> I took out the wrinkles, but uh, kept the greys. Because I, I figure like the witches have the, the white hair, but the, the, the skin... You know, they use those skin products. They do. Skin mutagens. Did you colour the eyes as well? Because it looks like he's got... Uh, I stole that from someone wanted to fan cast him as... Vesemir. As Vesemir, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm so into someone that. Someone did the heavy lifting for me with the medallion and the sword. Beautiful. Finally, we have Will. Lastly, hi, my name is Will, and I'm playing Barclay, a dwarf merchant. Uh, Barclay has a great wolf that he found uh, called Coin, or Crown. We'll call him Crown. Crown? Yeah, I didn't plan okay. for, for Crown because uh, I wasn't sure if we are going to be doing animals, but everyone else has one, so I'm, I'm calling him Crown. Um, and yeah, he's, uh, he's quite well known. He's got a high reputa reputation. Your merchant or crown? My ma my merchant. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably Great. because Barclay. of crown, but you know. We'll, Great. We'll see. Oh, yeah, that dwarf with that massive wolf. Yeah. yeah that's that guy. <laughs> the grouchy dwarf that sounds like he's from New Jersey. Um, you all got uh, character voices ready? I know, I know Maddie does. I'm very excited, but uh, just I'm, a bit curious. I'm just, I'm just going with as is. Like, I, I just worry that I'm going to break character too much. So I'm like, sure. I'm just going to keep with my dulcet tone here. So this is, this is Case Voltana experience right now so i'm just gonna drop it down like slightly lower yes yeah. get it. some of that gristle yeah some of that i've been watching a lot of the sopranos lately which is my first time watching it and uh so i feel like i'm gonna be trying that and probably failing but we'll see <laughs> wonderful all right well i'm gonna have several voices throughout the day so sorry if they're terrible uh but uh you get what you get what about the great uh, Ronnie Gianfranco? Oh, Destino? the great Ronnie Gianfranco Destino <laughs> the third. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think I'll just down, do it we're going home. This and is then we'll classic just like, part energy. Yeah, bust into some heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. Heavy metal! <laughs> every time I go to uh, bust out my song, so we'll figure it out from there. Basically, just every Dio and Sabbath song, but just with whatever the hell we're up to. 1263 Sintra, the city where it all begins. 
Sintra itself is a vibrant city consisting of three layers of walls. The outer layer runs around the city just shy of the banks of the Yuruga River, leaving farms and homes to the south outside its protection. Inside these walls is a large dock opening out to the North Sea. Large exciting markets buffer the outer district with smells of imported spices as well as goods from Skellig and the North. Trade businesses and homes make up the largest district of the city. The inner walls of the city separate the nobility from the rabble of everyday. Exquisite buildings and gardens cover the insides of these walls. And finally, the inner keep, a magic imbued wall that protects the castle of Sintra. The city sits on the northwest of the kingdom where the Yuruga River meets the North Sea. A powerful nation ruled by Queen Kalanthe, the lioness of Sintra, a fierce and brutal warrior queen. The Battle of Marindal rages southeast of Sintra at the Marindal Steps. The city anxiously awaits its outcome, wondering whether Kalanthe can drive back the hordes of the invaders, or if Nilfgaard will be marching forward against the Nordlings of the north. Amidst this trouble, four adventurers in Sintra all receive the same letter. If you value coin and your life, come to the Lion's Den Inn at midnight tonight. Signed, Bon Ap Beg. Bon Ap Beg is a powerful underworld figure in Sintra, and it would be unwise to reject his call. It's dark. The streets are quiet. The hustle and bustle of the day has faded away. Yet the cool night hides within it an energy reserved for the city's unsavoury criminals, using the dark to their advantage. A shout is heard in the distance. A cat hisses and runs away. A loud thud is heard from a building. And finally... Footfalls on the cobble streets echo throughout the night. Individually, you all walk throughout the city. Midnight arrives and you make your way inside the Lion's Den Inn, observing your fellow letter recipients. So tell us what each of you all see, and we'll start with Will. What do um, you look like? What, is, well, what does Barclay look like? Barclay's quite short. He's uh, about, I would say, about four feet tall. Uh, he makes his way to the bar and gets the attention of the bartender every time. <laughs> every game we play. Uh, and he, uh, but this time it's not for drink. This time it is to just, you know, he's a businessman. He's a merchant. He's seeing if uh, the troubles that he is hearing whispers of. Do we do we know of the troubles that we've been hearing whispers not of? Not really. You know that there's a war going on in the south, but okay. you don't know how it's going. Okay. Well, he's gonna he's gonna inquire with the bartender about. The war in the south and how that's affected trade. Mm, it's interesting. As soon as you all enter the tavern, you actually notice that the staff sort of see you. They look over to someone, a chair, and they all hurriedly leave. So as you approach the bartender, he's like, rup, 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 rup. "A bartender, I got it. No, okay, uh, I'll catch you later." Jono, what does your Witcher look like? Tell us a bit about Shadrach. Yeah, so How's Shadrach is approximately six foot one. He's uh, got the uh, the long flowing grey salt and pepper hair and the moustache kind of goatee combo. Nice. Uh, so, you know, he lets it get a bit wild on those big trips out in the, the countryside, but when he's back in town, he likes to tidy it up a little. Just, okay. Yeah. So he's a bit, for, he's a bit cleaner and more yeah. well kept right for, now. For himself, not for anyone else, just, you know, Beautiful. to be respectable. Uh, and when he arrives, I think he arrived a few hours early, actually, to, okay. to sink a few frothies, just to Beautiful. unwind after <laughs> a day of witchering. Great. Um, because you're a witcher, I'm not going to make you piss drunk for this scene. You can hold your yeah, liquor a bit better. Yeah. Just just to kind of like um, absorb the culture of, of that particular part of 
of the of the city. Yeah, yeah you notice that uh, there are a lot of uh, clearly criminal people in this mm. bar. A lot of coming comings and goings um, from different runners that you've cited. You're like, well, that guy's clearly up to no good. That guy's giving information. That man just stabbed a dude. So on and so forth. That's what your day consists yes. of. Uh, your few hours before this. Sure, good to know. Brendan. Yeah, so I am, I guess, as far as the facial aesthetic, I feel like I've got a bit of Aragorn from the cinema, Lord of the Rings, you know, sort of shoulder-length hair, bit of a beard, uh, got the cloak. like to remain a little bit incognito. I'm a bit of a right. mage for hire, wandering around, trying to do what I can for crowns. So I'm uh, sort of off, off centre, sort of just beside the fireplace, grabbed a little nook there, sipping a drink, having a feast, just sort of surveying the scene, uh, waiting, waiting to sort of see how this plays out now that there's a bit of uh, unrest in the uh, in the tavern, so great. Uh, and yeah. I, I dread the question. Uh, the great Ronnie Gianfranco Destino the Third. Tell us about how you what what you visually look like and and how how you've gotten to this tavern. So just picture like seasoned eighties heavy metal glam rocker. Just my face looks pretty haggard. I got I've just I've just been smoking and drinking for my entire lifespan. I look far older than what I am, even though I, I appear to be in my... I'm 51, um, but I, I look like I could be pushing 60. <laughs> I've seen some shit. Um, and I definitely come in late to the party here. I'm, I reckon I'm the last one to arrive in Great. this inn um, with wine already just oozing from my breath. Wow. Um, and as I kick the door open, there's definitely an, an error of confidence about me. Even though I'm a little bit pissed as I walk in the door, I can quickly survey and realise that shit ain't right. Um, the energy is different and not what I was expecting. So I've come to bring the ruckus to a place where there is no ruckus to be right. brought. So um, I'm a little bit uh, d- deflated, um, especially when I've looked over at the bar and noticed there is no barkeep sitting there um, to pour me another ale. So that sort of sets who I am. And I'm, I'm sort of stumbling around. I'm, I've got my, I can, I can walk. We're okay, but I've definitely had a couple of wines. Great. Um, and I definitely have my clothes sort of hanging off me as if I've just been somewhere a little bit naughty <laughs> prior to the inn's adventure. Great. Uh, so the inside of the inn's fairly typical. Uh, there's a large wooden bar with carved lion motifs on its face, several wall sconces and large candles inside, uh, and a set of stairs beyond the communal table area leads up to the bedrooms above. However, the inn is noticeably quiet. That, that much is obvious to you. No attendant at the bar, no customers drinking. Just the two burly mercenaries flanking either side of the doorway out into the black streets of the night. Uh, There is a black and gold cushioned armchair with a high back placed in front of a large fireplace that warms the entire inn. One of the mercs collects you all together and uh, gestures for you to move over to a figure sitting at the armchair. You see the flick of a wrist and the mercs casually saunter you over to the chair. There is a man sitting in this chair, you can't see him, but there is two sort of long benches for you all to sit at, and you see another quick flick of the wrist gesture for you all to sit down. All right. Fellas, it's been a while. Casually, casually approach the bench, sit down beside my disheveled friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he looks eerily familiar. I can't quite place him just yet, but I know the face, I know the smell of, yep. uh, of the sir sitting beside me here, yep. unkempt yet also looking very much together at the same time, which has always been a paradox that I can't comprehend. But uh, I sit down, just silently nod to everybody and uh, you know, await the, the the next iteration. Yeah, you all scurry on over and take a seat and you see a man sitting in this chair. Uh, this must be Bonap Beg, the man who's called you here, the underworld figure. Bonap Beg is a muscular man in his late 50s with a polished bald head. He has a fine black moustache and an inescapable piercing gaze. 
He's wearing fine leather trousers, small ankle boots, and a black and white gamison with a popped collar. Exquisite gold filigree details cover the chest piece. He is comfortably sitting in his armchair, sipping on wine from an impeccable crystal stemware. And as you all move in and sit down, he sees you and gestures for you to sit either side of him. Um, and he also gestures to a small table with wine on it with with a few flagons uh, to pour yourselves a drink. I think um, Barclay is a bit of a schmoozer. Uh, so he would probably go up to Bonnet Beg and attempt to shake his hand or offer his hand. Mr. Be- Mr. Beg, I've heard a lot of things. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. He stares you down and is... Hmm. Please. Did the handshake occur? No. Eh. Okay, sir. <laughs> uh, he sort of waits for you to pour yourselves a drink. Uh, I have no hesitation in doing right. such a thing. So immediately... Um, we're at a, a bar or are we on chairs? You're like on a, like on a bench. Like a bench, on a bench yeah. table. Okay, yeah. cool. So I've just sort of... I'm on the. I'm just sort of positioned myself awkwardly in between um, two of you. So I've just sort of kicked you both out of the way <laughs> and just sort of like slid on into the bench. And immediately I'm just pouring myself a massive glass of wine, enough for at least three of you. Yeah, and I get a couple of looks because I've definitely taken more than my fill's worth of wine. And then I grab my wine. Save some for the rest of us, Ronnie. That might be hard, my friend, Sir Bonap. I can take it that I'm not here to perform my mystical arts in front of anyone because it appears as though we do not have an audience at all. And I've just sort of stared at Bonap and I've just made myself quite pronounced and annoyed. Yeah, yeah and he sort of does give you this. He's like, okay, you're an idiot. It's fine. I'll move on with my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fortunate you value your lives. Welcome to my humble inn. Um, now, I'm not going to waste time. Upstanding residents such as yourselves... You're here to do a job for me, but before we begin, you must understand that what I'm about to tell you does not leave this room on threat of your life. Am I clear? Crystal, crystal clear. (laughs) Just nodding over here. Sad news, my friends. Queen Calanthe has lost her fight. She's retreating as we speak. She will arrive in two days, followed by the Nilfgaard army. Sintra is figuratively lost. I know that might be sad for you all to hear, but it's the truth. Central might as well have fallen already, but I don't know about you, but I want out of this alive and without losing everything I've built up over the years. But as it stands, we still have to leave. So how does one liquidate everything they own in two days? Well, the short answer is you don't. Uh, You steal as much gold ducats as you can and get the fuck out, which is why you're all here. You lot are going to heist the royal treasury the night Queen Calante returns, and together we're all going to sail the fuck out of here north. How does that sound? The Royal Treasury. <laughs> yes. I, I, I don't know about you guys. I've never broken into a, any sort of treasury, let alone the Royal Treasury. No, but you are a merchant. You have your ways. That's why you're here. You're all here for the particular set of skills that you have. You know, I've, I've built these particular skills over a very long career. <laughs> My friends, I am not very good at breaking in, but I assure you, I can break out. So, uh, so Bonap, how do you intend for us to uh, to heist the treasury? I'm, I'm sure you've you've thought this out in grave detail, and you've uh, got a plan in well, place. Well, as it stands, no, I don't have a plan. I only got this information quite recently, but I do have a key. One of two keys required to open the treasury. I know the other one is close by the treasury door. So it's just a matter of fact of getting in. One, getting through into the, uh, past the castle walls, into the castle, into the treasury, killing the thing that guards it, and then escaping, I suggest, 
in a number of ways. Either way, I will have a ship ready for you um, with the gold on your person. We will then sail north. The uh, the thing, the thing that guards it. Yeah, you uh, you were very very. <laughs> Yes, well, to that information. There is a reason a witcher is present. I don't yeah, usually entertain God. their company. Uh, he looks towards you, um, <laughs> Shadrach, and is like, I don't know what guards it, but it is a something, not a someone. Uh, that is for you to figure out. Look. Going to need more information than this. You are, which is, well, you're a witcher. That's what you do. It's your job, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking sass on that. <laughs> yeah, you can see he is not uh, for the right price. Like you know, we need to talk the finances first, maybe. Sure, I Get offer straight a fifty-fifty split of your takings. And what are the proposed takings? Do we have an estimate of what is uh, currently held in the treasury? I do have an estimate. Yes, uh, I do have it. Did my notes here? Let me have a look. Uh, he pulls out a quick pad and starts flicking through it. He's like, hmm, "Yes, notes and the money. Where is it?" He's going. I should have. I should have known this before. No, no. <laughs> I do. And this is the thing. I did write the number God down. I just can't remember where I. <laughs> you son of a bitch. One hundred and forty thousand ducats. Ducats is just the name of the currency in Sintra at this time in Witcher law. It is the same as crowns, just consider it as such. So this would be 70,000 to divide by the four of us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so just under 18,000 crowns apiece there, boys. What do you say? There's some good maths there. I say, we have to get the hell out of here anyway. We may as well leave it with a fistful of cash, my friends. Huzzah! Uh, Huzzah! So rather more than a fistful, uh, gentlemen, I will possibly state the obvious, but how does one move all that uh, gold? The average person can carry roughly 5,000, I guess. I got a mule and a cart outside. We're, we're fine. I've parked El Diamante, the greatest mule in all the lands out the front, my sir, and I can guarantee you that he can at least carry his fair share, so all I right. will have it covered. All right, I'd like to point out that you'll need to get mules through the walls, into the castle, into the aqueducts, into the catacombs, to the royal treasury. You make it sound difficult. Uh, well, I'm just pointing it out there. You know, it's it's. There is. As an issues. aside, yeah. How how my telekinesis spell? What kind of weight can that carry? Ah, uh, that's a great question. If you give me just a moment, I will tell you. Exactly Come on, Bonap. You should know these <laughs> things. <laughs> Bonap is not a mage. You know that of him. I, I have a question for Cass as well, though. Hey, Cass. Um, how are you with the old portals these days? And you could portal us straight into a bank. It's it's been a while. Uh, portaling has never been my forte. I was terrible at the game and terrible at it in real life. But uh, <laughs> I can throw a mean fireball. Okay. So uh, we'll so see. No, no we'll see if, if I stay off the wine for the rest of the evening. Maybe we're a shot at portaling in and out. But uh, sadly, my portal ability. I need to see. I need to have been there first before I can portal there. That's uh, you know. I was one of the lowest in the portaling class at uh, Well, it's good that school. you have two days to figure this out then. I suggest, the thing is, we can't do the heist until Queen Calanthe arrives back in the chaos. There won't be guards. That is the time to do it. You can't do it before because then we're sitting in the city with, you know, a mountain of gold. We So we need, we need to acquire some kind of transportation and... Oh, we've got some mules. Mechanism. We just need to work out how to get the mules Not only in. just some mules. You've got El Diamante, the greatest mule in all of the land, my friend. We've got the greatest mule and potentially the second greatest mule there that uh, the Barclay oh, he's has. Oh, he's not anything great, but he's he's a hardy mule. He does so, his job. He's got a big uh, wolf too. So your telepathy <laughs> yeah. spell is communication, not telekinesis. You sure? I wrote it down as telekinesis. Somewhere. I have. Is it a novice spell called telepathy? 
uh, is there telekinesis? I don't see telekinesis it. allows you to lift and manipulate an object uh, up to five ENC per point of spell casting, as though you were holding it. Okay, is what I've got scribed down here. Do you have a sounds like uh, be a telepathic spell? I thought it was a novice. Yeah, I looked through the spells for an awfully long time. Telekinesis, it's there. Why can't I see it here? Interesting. Magic killing. Am I blind, perhaps? Fine, telekinesis. Well, there's... You have to open your eyes, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Eat my entire ass, Will. (laughs) All of it. All of it. With a spoon. I found it. Okay. So, allows you to lift and manipulate an object up to five encumbrance per one point of spell casting. Okay. So, for every stamina, five encumbrance roughly is... We will say... Uh, let's go with 10 kilos. Okay, so I'm not carrying all the gold out with my mind powers, fellas, but uh, I can make the shit out do, of the portal if you can get me in there. We could do like increments, like at a time. you use up all your stamina though, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay, we need some kind of pulley system. That's for you to sort out, not me. Look, uh, as far as the monster is concerned, there is a monster guarding the treasury. I don't know what it is. Uh, there is someone, I believe, who has experience in it specifically some vagrant by the name of Harnazir uh, said to live through an attack by the treasury terror he uh, sarcastically air quotes uh, he's a human in the elven slums okay better make my way to the elven slums and look I've arranged for their transportation out of the city all you need to do is get to the docks after the heist via way of the aqueducts it will take you right in there all right but this is the best time to do it. There is no city guard, no, no military. It's only the city guard. There's no military. The royal guards are too worried about the princess also. And the returning military will be occupied with the Nilfgaard followers. So we have everything to gain and everything to lose. So, Do we have the layout of the, of the facility? Nope. Where might we acquire one? I think that's on us. Hmm. If they're going to be giving us 70,000... Uh, well, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking us. Ducats. Any ideas? Anyone heavily familiar with this area? Anyone got any local contacts we can potentially squeeze? Barclay, merchant man. I have surely. two acquaintances. I, oh, there's a noble that owes me a favour. Mm, yes, you do, actually. Um, Same. Me too. Will that noble be in the city? Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I was thinking about this and I'm going to say right now. So if you have someone that owes you a favour, you can absolutely cash that in. However, that is campaign... Yeah, that um, can carry. That can carry. So if you mm. use this now, that is, you, you absolutely can, but that favor is gone for the rest of the game if we ever continue to play. I, um, I'm owed favors by multiple powerful mages, and I'm going to assume that maybe the house mage for the queen I'm pretty tight with, and I reckon I can call in a favor to get us in there to maybe survey this joint. The mage is probably not going to be too keen on us going in to steal everything. It doesn't need to know the finer details, <laughs> That's but fair uh, you know, I saved him from a vicious bout of gonorrhea. We one have time, two, well, we so. have two days to prepare, so uh, by burning his dick <laughs> off, <Yeah. laughs> burned very precisely around the region. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, if you need me, I shall be in my tavern doing what I need to do to get ready for two days' time. I suggest you either start now; it's the night, or get some rest. It's up to you. There is a room here for each of you, covered. I don't think we're going to get too much done aside from maybe a bit of chit-chat tonight. Yeah, having a bit of brainstorming is certainly... I, I like to get my work done of an evening. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a uh, night owl than an early riser, that's for sure. Uh, Bonnet Beg stands up, he clicks his fingers and the guards come over and move his chair as he stands up and he makes his way into a back room um, and he leaves the carafe on the table for you um, and tells you, help yourself. 
Um, but you are now have the room. You can talk freely. The um the well traveled skill. Yes. Is that limited to how many times I can use it? Not necessarily. No. So can I roll for a fact about um Sintra? About the armory specifically, just to see if I know anything about treasury. it. Treasury. The treasury, sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah, you may attempt a roll. Go for it. No. So that's a 14 then. 14, no. You, you don't know anything about the royal treasury here in Sintra, other than what Bonnet Beg has just told you. I ain't never heard of this place before. I I, I don't know nothing. <laughs> Who else? I'm, I'm just scanning the the tavern at the moment. Who else is in the tavern? Is, is there anyone else or is it no just one. us? It's just, just us. Okay. Just you guys. And the there's one guard behind just waiting to show you the rooms, but that's it. So plan of attack. Tomorrow I'm going to head down to the Elven slums. Any of you are welcome to join me, but it's a man there, Mr. Azir. This was pointed out who may know something about this beast we got to take care of. That's the first thing from my side of things. Secondly, we got to get the lay of the land. Need some layout designs, maybe a blueprint or two. Anyone have any ideas for where we're going to pull that? You guys have anyone who owes you favours, perhaps? Well, I'm not sure if uh, the fabled mage Chris Angel is still working at the castle, but... Uh... Uh, no, it's not Chris Angel, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> it is, however, Mausak. Okay. Uh, from Mausak. Yeah. I'm not sure if the fabled mage Mausak is still in town, but uh, the dude owes me a favour. Okay. So, uh, he is in town. I might, I might make a call in tomorrow just to sort of see what's up and see what I can get as far as the treasury goes because uh, we go ways back. Maybe we should split up tomorrow. Two of us attack the... Two groups uh, of two. You know, the yep. slums and then two go for the for, for mouse oh, cast my good friend. Maybe you and I should enter the keep together and maybe we can divulge our plan in a different venue. Something a little more intimate down the road. I knew I've seen you from somewhere and that interests me. Highly. Three of you are ex Nilfgaard, aren't you? Can you all roll an education check, please? Is that with a D10? Yep. Yep. Always with a D10. Two. Two. Plus eight. Ten. Twenty-one. So my total is twelve. Eight. Twelve. Twenty-one. Neither of you two re- sort of made it, but you definitely did, Cass. Um, Bonat Beg is definitely a Nilfgaardian name. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. And black and gold is also Nilfgaardian colours. I don't know what you think that might tell you, but you tell that this man either is Nilfgaardian, was Nilfgaardian, sim- perhaps similar to yourselves. So he probably has some insight. Obviously, he's got insight mm. as to the invasion, the impending invasion happening in two days' time. So And he might be more open to trusting us because we're of the uh, similar bloodlines. Before we get too deep into this, what do you know about Mr. Bonap Beg? Is he going to deliver on his promise for the 50% or is he potentially going to screw us over? From my dealings with him over the years, he's always been an honest fellow. Mm-hmm. Bit of a pussy, always getting other people to do the work for him. But um, he runs a tight ship here at the tavern. Hearty flow of mead and whores. So uh, I've got little to complain about. I haven't had any bad blood with Bon App. What about you? He's let me into his fine establishment many a times when one would say I would should have been refused entry. So myself and Bon App go back far enough to say that I trust him enough to let us uh, continue on with this journey. I've never had the pleasure. You can do a straight-wise check if you like to see what you've heard. Well, can I do a check to see if I've de- had dealings with him in the past? Maybe yeah, do a business, business check, check for me. Oh, gladly. That is a 22. 22, and what was... It's a 15 for 15. me. Um, you've heard... These two seem to have a very different story about Bonnet than you do. 
Um, they've cl- clearly had positive dealings with him, but from what you've heard around town, you know that he is a very powerful underworld figure and he's not above getting his hands dirty. At least when he started out, he was very active physically. Now, so uh, not so much because he has a bit more power and money behind him. He doesn't do the footwork. So I've never had the pleasure, but I've certainly heard a tale or two in my years. The, uh, the A younger Bonnet Beg is the kind of guy who... Uh, you know that feeling you get when you slit someone's throat and the blood pours out and you kind of, oh, it's like, doesn't, yeah, doesn't feel can't say I do. that great. No, yeah. anyway. no, no not quite so. <laughs> <laughs> He's the kind of guy that would do it with a smile on his face, you know, without even a, a how do you do, just walk straight up to a guy and that's it. So, you know, maybe he's uh, softened up in his years. Maybe he's a bit more trustworthy. He's, he's certainly made a name for himself with a bit of respect. But I think we just need to keep one eye open when we're dealing with this guy. Barclay has done some dealings with him. You've actually uh, sold him some imported mead um, since coming to Sintra, uh, which he was very grateful and happy to purchase from you at a decent price. Um, you assume that's how he got your details uh, and then you got the letter calling you here tonight. Can I add to that or do you want Yeah, to you can add to that. I Look, I never dealt with Barnett Bag directly. Uh, I sold him some mead once. Uh, he purchased some items in quotation marks from me, which I then went and purchased more items from uh, some associates in different cities. Look, there's been a lot of gold changing hands. Uh, I wouldn't cross the guy, but he's never done me wrong. But again, I never met him directly until today. So I don't know. Take it as you will. Um, What would you like to do? You can either go to sleep or you can start doing stuff if you like. Uh, Consider that everyone else is asleep. But uh, what, what, is, what is the rough time at the moment? Like midnight? It's probably about one, one in <clears> the morning now. Yep. After that chat and him telling you what he wants and, you know, his plan. Okay. So is the rough plan that we've got on the table at the moment is uh, we're going we're gonna to divide and conquer. You guys are going to the slums mm. to try and look mm-hmm. for Hanazir, the, the monster survivor. And we're going to go try and find our friend Malsak. Malsak. Stand by. It's been a, it's been a long night. The yeah. successor of uh, Chris Angel there. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> What's what's everyone feeling about that? Is is that yeah. the, the first yeah, protocol? So. We got two days to uh, pull off the greatest heist of all time. I think that's a good. I think we don't need four of us in one location. It's a bit overkill, yep. unless there's some, some uh, hijinks involved. But you know, we'll see what happens. We do love mm-hmm. hijinks. Ooh, yeah. Well, cast my friend. Shall we divulge our plan in a separate venue and let these two fine gentlemen get a night's rest? We shall, my friend. Let's do it. Great. So we're going to uh, do some debaucherous Great. Uh, adventures Excellent. while you guys can do whatever the hell you want. Um, the next morning, uh, f- tomorrow, because you you will both have a plus one to charisma. Yep. Because Sounds good. You, you feel good about yourselves. Yeah. For <laughs> um, a night of debauchering. Before I go to bed, mm. I'm going to go and um, you know put the mule in the stable, put the cart, make sure the cart's secure. While I'm there, can I ch- do some sort of check to work out what I've got in the cart? Uh, it just said a thousand crowns of common slash everyday items. Yep. Specifically, I'm checking to see if I've got any medical supplies, rations, or fresh water skins. You will definitely have. Food. You don't need to do a check for it, but you definitely have uh, a lot of food. A lot of your finer goods you've already managed to sell mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. You don't you generally come to town uh, empty-handed and you don't want to hold on to your items because that's how you make money. So yeah. um, mainly all you have left is um, a variety of food and drink. Um, you do have some rope, some grain, some sacks, uh, you know, some everyday items that you just would use that you can sell. There is... Some bed rolls, you've got some candles, satchels, some gear to make fences, some locks, a couple of maps of the continent, and 
a tent and some colognes. I need to know what price you got on those colognes there. <laughs> For you, oh, it's so cheap, so cheap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the next morning, um, you all wake up feeling pretty good. You managed to get a decent night's sleep, although the threat of impending war is a bit stressful. Uh, you realise that that's in the back of your brain, knowing that two days away, Nilfgaard are going to be here. So you know your time is short. Um, so the way this is going to work... You can do whatever you want, but obviously time is going to progress. So yep. uh, at the end of each time you've done something, I will de- determine how long that's taken and that's how we will move forward. So what time does everyone wake up? I know you two have had a big night in yeah. quotes. So Definitely would- woken up fire-eyed. Like I am I'm feeling it today. Minus uh, seminar. Can, can, I, can I cast some kind of healing on myself uh, what, to, what uh, you to cleanse? Tell me. I, I do have... Um, yeah, I've got magic healing, so uh, you know I'm almost like eye dropping some magic healing abilities as I yeah, get up, great. just to sort of Excellent. refresh myself. You because, can refresh uh, yourself, absolutely. Yeah, I don't uh, bounce back the way I used to no. be. 140 <laughs> years old, still look phenomenal. Great. Still don't last very long, but uh, you know it's a hell of a time. But uh, yeah, I've I've magic healinged my eyes, feeling good, eating a big dirty meal, waiting for my uh, fellow debaucherous friend to roll out of bed so we can make our way to the castle. Great. So we will start with you two then. Um, so just to show you, this is a map of Sintra that we have here. Um, you can see there are several walls around the city, but the inner, uh, the inner wall, which yeah. is here and yep. goes around this sort of nicer district, you can't actually get in there. You aren't of any noble blood or anything like that. You need someone to get you in there essentially. So that's your first sort of main challenge is getting through the inner wall. Um, you won't, you'll only need to figure out a way through it once um, and then you have essentially got that way. Um, get creative, see what you can do. No, we're, we're going to see Malsak. So we're heading towards that castle wall. Yeah, you all meet up in the street outside the tavern. Before you head off, I have the ability to um, forge documents. So I, if you want to utilize that, I could potentially get you some clearance to get through unless you have other... Abilities you want to test out. I thought nothing but a fabled tale of our adventures would woo the guards into letting us in. But sir, sure. I believe a forged document might do the job a little bit better. And also, I'm, I'm a bit haggard from the night before, but this is my, <laughs> I'm in my element. Like, yeah. I look pretty disheveled. As it's when you're usual. sober. That's the problem. That's the problem is when I'm sober. But right now, I'm feeling good. I'm confident. Um, and I basically walked out of the... Uh, Straight out of the house With like the Noah's Ark of companions Have just like left my room I've got two of everything <laughs> <laughs> So I've just, I've just I've been, I've been well versed right. in, right. uh, in everything that Sintra has to offer well, right. While you were out I took the liberty of forging some entry papers Do you want to go ahead and roll the forgery skill for me please? So my base is 9 and 2 is 11 11 So you've So they, that is They might for... be some shitty documents yeah, They look pretty good but <laughs> that, they are drawn That will be it. for Ronnie Okay. okay. Ronnie's got an 11. And again. do you want to roll again for Cass, please? So that would be 16. 16. For Cass. Okay. Cass, yours are very convincing. They seem to be uh, claiming that you have relation to a central noble um, and you are their house mage. Um, Ronnie, yours are passable. Your concern is that it has your real name on it um, and it <laughs> claims that you're a minstrel to the royal family. Which you do not look the part. Yep. You're very aware of your patrons and who do 
sort of want you to perform yeah. and very rarely do nobles ever invite you back. Gotcha. You're not stupid. You yeah. might be a drunk, but you know that it's like, oh, I'd never get in there. Yeah. I had five candles to do the seals yep. as well. Does that improve the uh, the forgery? At um, all? It will be a part of the forgery okay. itself. Do I need to cross them out of my inventory? No, to no, 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 because you have a forger's kit. Okay. So that's plenty. Yeah, so you might need to do a bit of, bit of talking. A bit, bit of Ronnie. Yeah, Great. Easy. You guys make your way up to one of the uh, gates of the inner wall and you are greeted by a female guard that you actually know um, your time in Sintra. Regardless of how long you've been here, you do know this particular guard. Um, she's an affable female human member of the Centric Guard. She wears an exquisite set of Centrin plate armor, except the helmet. She's quite short. She has mid-length blonde hair in a braid. And she's the only female member of the Centric Guard, which makes her take her job very seriously. She's friendly, but only because she can beat the shit out of anyone who tries her. She's the daughter of a noble, and despite going against the standard for noble girls, her position in the Centric Guard makes her family proud. And the rumours say she's half Skelligan. So that's sort of what you know of her. Um, and she sees you both and she remembers you by name. She's like, oh, hello, uh, Cass, Ronnie Gianfranco Destino the third. The great. Great, sorry. The great Ronnie the great. Gianfranco Destino. Maybe they're in really close terms. So you yeah, no, he's tried, but oh. uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Good to see you, uh, Resendra, if you remember. Yes. Resendra, what's going on? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a couple of days or so. Um... Hello, uh, I don't know if you're gonna, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, well, uh, my good friend Cass here is uh, after to seek your lovely mage, uh, Moussak, I believe his name was. Mousak, Ma- right. Mousak, oh yes, uh, Mousak. Yeah, yeah, it's, I've just got some business in town, uh, Mousak, old friend of mine, uh, just wanted to sort of rekindle and catch up on a couple of lingering uh, business ventures we're on, so hoping, you know, we, we, we've known each other for a while now, pretty trustworthy, had a couple of good nights here in town, maybe you can uh, just let us through so we can uh, be on our way? Sure, as long as you have your papers in order, I can let you through. Oh, yes, yes, um, these papers, there you go, uh, Resendra. Uh, she looks over yours and she's like, oh, yes, great. Oh, so you know the TIG. Good, good, wonderful. Yep, Love the you TIG. can get through. Um, I've like dusted mine off. I've Ronnie? Out of my, I've pulled mine out of my pocket and it's looking pretty haggard. I've dusted it off and I've just sort of like... She sort of like, takes it. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she has a look and I'm going to roll. Oh, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. You know I can't accept this. It's clearly fake. What do you, what do you mean, Resendra? These are documents as legitimate as I am. And let me tell you, I am very legitimate. But Ronnie, your name is wrong. It's spelt wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> they spelled Ronnie with a K. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could give me your actual uh, papers, that would be wonderful. Oh, my actual papers. Ah, uh, well, about those things. Um, so I've pretty much forgotten my past. So there's, there's like nothing. Yeah, you know, nothing and exists. you don't yeah, have yeah. them. I don't either. have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a plus one to charisma. Maybe uh, swerve your way in but there. But yeah. Resendra, allow me, please, please, to enter this fine facility of yours. Your halls, the tales I could tell about them for decades to come. The stories that could come up of your name to sing throughout the lands. Resendra, please allow me to enter. Can you roll a charisma check for me, yeah. please? Yeah. And you got a plus one to charisma as well. Yeah, that's a two, bro. <laughs> two, three, oh, plus your charisma score. 16. 16? That'll do it. That'll She's do. like, well, Ronnie, all right, fine, but you can't cause any trouble. These are nobles... 
inside the walls, okay? Resendra, you have my word. And as I've said that, I've pulled out my flask and taken this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if I regret this, I won't let you back in. Oh, but Resendra, the tales, the tales I will tell. Uh, she leans back and she calls out, all right, let them through. And you see the gates, the portcullis of the inner walls to the city open. And you make your way into the nicer part of town. Cass, my friend. Now, when we enter and meet your good, dearest friend, Moussak, uh, what is the- Mousak. <laughs> yes, the great M- Mousak. Um, what exactly shall I do? You just stand there and look pretty, my friend. Oh, my uh, friend, you know, that I can most do definitely well. do. You do it well. Let, let me do the talking. We go ways, ways back. And, what uh, uh, what do you say that I, uh, <clears throat> while you're entertaining your dear friend, the Mousak, I uh, slip off and have a little uh, peruse of the facilities? I say, uh, just be careful. Please, <laughs> please. We're in here on a wing and a play- prayer right now. And uh, Keep your pants we on. don't want to get Resendra <laughs> into any trouble. Oh, Resendra will be fine. She can handle herself just like I can too. You have nothing to worry about, my dear friend. That's some famous last words. I feel I'm going to regret this, the great Ronnie, but uh, just please to God, be careful. But Cass, the tales I will tell. <laughs> oh my <God>. It's always <laughs> about the tales with you. All right, I think always. that's a good point to skip over to you two. So as you guys make your way through the city, uh, you eventually go out the northern gate and make your way into the slums, the elven slums. It's pretty bad in here. You know that elves, uh, being non-humans, get treated bad and they also get treated the worst out of all the non-humans, possibly worse than witches or dwarves will ever get treated. How, how are the elves acting towards our presence? They don't mind, they don't mind Barclay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see that they're not particularly concerned about Barclay, but witches are famously disliked by all peoples. Everyone's mm-hmm. sort of wary of you. Uh, and it's as simple as it's someone seeing you and sort of just not moving and, and getting out of your way or people whispering as you go by. This is pretty standard stuff for a witcher, though. You're mm-hmm. used to it, so it's not particularly upsetting. It's a pretty downtrodden area, but yeah, so how are you going to find this man? Is Han as he a known to both of us or just to me? No, no, you don't actually know Hanazir at all. Okay, so he was known to Bonap. Bonap just knew him yeah. and said, well, okay. I think there's this one guy who's survived an attack. Okay. So you need to find this guy. So Barclay, you got any thoughts where we should start off? I think uh, here looks like a pretty good spot and I'm just going to pull my mule up and start ringing the bell and saying, Merchant in town, come get your supplies. There's army on the way, wars are coming, you don't want to be caught on uh, the The moment you say that, you actually sort of, a lot of the elves sort of get alert and they're like, and a few times I'm up to you and it's like, excuse me, so what you talk about, there's war coming. There's war coming and army's on the, on the road from the south. I got supplies here, I got some water skins, I got some maps, I got some uh, bedrolls. You don't want to be caught unawares when you have to flee the city. Uh, the moment you start talking about fleeing the city and that war's coming, you see a, a rather large crowd start to gather um, and they start purchasing anything they can with what little money they have. So can you please roll for me two D10s? Two D10s, all right. Uh, that's a 10 and uh, two 10s. Two 10s, all right. You make 200 gold. Oh, uh, selling to poor people, war profiteering. Good job. Hey, um, I'm a merchant. I'm not a good guy. Yeah, fair. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> for, greed. unfortunately for you, Shadrach, you stand there as uh, Barclay starts selling stuff, and you're there for like an hour and a half, and you're just watching this guy, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Well, I I assumed that as uh, as as I was selling to things, I might be saying to people, "I'm looking for my friend Han Nazir. Have you seen him around? Is he out today? What's going on?" Um, not many people know Han Nazir. 
you personally, you you go, yeah, a few people say, oh, I've heard that name, but I don't actually know him. They do, however, direct you to a woman called um, Luashe. She is a local matriarch elf and woman. Um, and she seems to know the slums pretty well. She knows everyone that sort of goes in and out. So if you need to find someone in the slums, it's best to talk to her. Well, I'm glad you made some coin out of that because all we got was one name in an hour and a half. A pretty good name, if you ask me. All right, Uh, all right. Lua Shea rolls off the tongue, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Lua Shea. (laughs) Okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. So we're making our way down. We know where Lou is. Yeah, you know where Lou is. So we'll give her... On the, on the front door. You sort of see like a very shy elven woman with full moon glasses, but sort of poke her head out of the shack that you just knocked on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, hello. I think you should do the talking. Can I roll a social etiquette check to know if I... Sure. Yeah, you know, like to know if I know how to act in when dealing with elves. Elves, sure. Absolutely. 22. Great. You know that for the most part, elves want to be treated like they're people. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's a good start. They don't really necessarily want to be treated any differently. Um, you know that elves long for a time where their world was theirs and they are quite fixated on that. Mm. They, they live long lives and, you know, they know Sintra was once an elven city called Zintria. They commonly bring it up, but there is a sadness among the more humanized elves that they're like, well, that's never going to happen and we just have to live like this now. Mm. So, the social etiquette is just to treat them like people. They don't really want to be treated any different. Respect goes a long way. Okay. I, I take off my hat and I put it like on my chest. I say, ma'am, my, my name is uh, Barclay and this is my friend Shadrach. Uh, we're, looking for, um, we're looking for someone that you, you might know. Uh, you know we, we, we need some information on Zintria here and uh, we just we figure you'd be the best person to speak to. She does open her door. Uh, more and, and comes out to actually properly greet you because you were so polite. She's a young elven woman, woman with long brown hair and full moon spectacles. She wears a short dress with riding leather pants underneath. Um, and you can see that she has a book of elven literature strapped to her side. You can tell she hasn't eaten in a while. That much is obvious, but it's also obvious for everyone here in the slums. Pleasure to meet you, uh, Mr. Barclay, a uh, witcher. I see you like books. <laughs> Is Elven Elder Speech? Yes. Can I roll an Elder Speech check to see if I like can understand the title of the book? Yeah, sure. She um she's like, oh yeah, well I'm actually I, I was a scholar actually. I I, I do I do um I do like books. Yes. Nineteen. Which is nineteen. Yeah. So yes. I got a thirteen do. for that. You can see she is reading. A copy, an elven copy of Illithine's Prophecy. Is that him or me? That's what he saw no. the book to be. What was your... Uh, 14. 14. 14 on the... What, was that a... Oh, sorry, 13. On, on Elder Speech? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Illithine's yep. Prophecy. You can tell it's quite a common book. Mm. talks about um, how the world's going to end in a white fury of coldness and death. Mm. With that check, do I know any quotes from it? <laughs> yeah, you <heard laughs> well. yeah, you probably do know Illithine's Prophecy quite well. Um... Something about elder blood, that's all you need. Can I, uh, in Elven or in Elder Speech, can I say, Oh, Elithine's prophecy, and the blood shall rain down from the sky, and all shall be as it once was? Uh, she sort of responds quite well to that. Oh, yeah, well, it's, it's a bit dramatic. I don't think it's meant to be taken literally, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's... I'm 
but a simple merchant man may lit- literacy lit- literally lit- literal thinking is my forte clearly <laughs> I fucking know <laughs> um how how can i help you to today uh, you said you were looking for someone do you mind if I take the lead on Go this? Ahead. I, I did the book thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all me. Ma'am, we're looking for a, a person. I hope you can help us. Name of Han Nazir. Uh, yes, I know him. Yeah, look. Uh, I, I know that face. <laughs> that, that face says a lot. Uh, you two got history. No, but he's this gross old vagrant who just... I don't know. He rummages through trash yeah. and stuff. Look, if there's one thing I've learned, it's not to judge a book by its cover, eh? And I, I gestured to the book. <laughs> I but, that was great. Uh, but the book's cover tells you what the book is. So it has the title on it and how else are you meant to know what's in it. And also, when choosing a book from a selection of books, you do judge it by its cover. No, that's true. But, you know, reading you know, I've the always dictionary, hated that saying, actually. <laughs> reading the dictionary is going to give you a lot you need to know, but it's not exactly exciting to read, if you know what I mean. No one reads the dictionary, so. Well, it's how I learned how to speech. <laughs> Fair enough. Something um, else that Barclay knows is that uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's true. As a merchant. It's true. So, Capitalism. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, you look a little hungry. Uh, consider this a gift from uh, Barclays Bits and Bobs. <laughs> and I just, I'm going to give her a ration pack. Right. She is very gracious. Uh, thank you so much. Um, if you ever need anything, feel free to talk to me again. Well, I need heart in his ear. <laughs> yes, well, you'll usually find him down on the banks of the Yoruga trying to fish or something like that. Oh. Um Yoruga, you know what? We'll you're you're me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I take back that thing I said about come back if you ever need anything. No, I'm joking. I don't mind the wordplay. Uh, um, but yes, no, I'm I'm an expert on many subjects. If you need help with anything, I'm more than happy to lend my ear. Ma'am, what sort of subjects do you know? Oh, uh, elven history mainly is uh, sort of yeah. what I'm mostly good at. I'm very good at translating elder speech. You know, in real time, I can translate. I can. Look, just just while we're here and while we're having this powwow, um, do you have a lot of knowledge on the history of Zentria? Yeah, absolutely, of course. D- you wouldn't happen to know the the castle. Yeah, the castle. <laughs> <laughs> Was that in, entirely made by the humans when they so carelessly invaded? Or well, was actually, it, the uh... entire it's fun. It's funny you should ask. The entire city was actually built on top of the elven ruins when they invaded Zentria. So. I mean, you could make an assumption that a lot of the lower levels probably are made up of old Well, actually, ruins. it's funny you say that. They, uh, The humans, they built their aqueducts on top of the catacombs, and they actually used the lower levels of the catacombs to flow water throughout the city. So um, a lot of the aqueducts actually lead into the catacombs and lead into older buildings. I know the church has uh, trails through it that lead into the catacombs. Uh, some of the sewers uh, gates and sewer entrances actually lead into the catacombs as well you know i i have a a, a real um affinity for anything elven i'm just and trying to eat it up while i can sure do you happen to know where i might find say like a map of the old ruins oh no um uh, the, I, I imagine that you might find something in the castle i they have a library with history in it, uh, in maybe an engineer castle. or something might have something. An engineer, I know of there is an entrance into the sewers. I know there is one northwest of the city, just that goes off into the banks of the Yoruga, roughly just past the island 
on the northeastern shore. Oh, man, thank you so much. This has been uh, so enlightening. I look forward to experiencing the end of the world the way that uh, Ilithian wanted. I don't think she wanted it. I think she just had a prophecy about, you know what, that's fine. But if you are going to investigate the catacombs, hold on a moment. And she quickly gets a page, uh, a piece of paper and scribbles some symbols down. And she says, um, a lot of the uh, elves would use uh, different symbols and stuff for navigation. So you might need this if you're going to investigate them at all. Well, th- thank you so much. I'll, I'll, we'll look into that and I'll, I'll hand the symbols over to you, uh, Shadrach. Yeah, so it's just a page where basically there is uh, an index of different elven symbols that aren't a part of their language, but will describe things as one like safety, you know, this direction, mm. that direction, that sort of thing. It's all, all sort of navigation stuff. Pass it back to these guys. Yeah. Um, you guys, so you've got yourselves into the inner part of the city, but how are you actually going to get yourselves into the castle and through the castle walls? That is the next challenge because here's the royal magician, mag- magister, magician, druid person. Are we able to, like, uh, like obviously, Resendra got us in. Was she able to uh, potentially send a message up the chain that... Uh that we're looking for. Um, she can't because she's <clears throat> she's, she's tied to the post. Yeah, she's tied to the post. But you could probably get that because obviously people arrive and need to speak to people. So you can probably try and do that. Is is there another like a few other guards on patrol? We can sort of flag one down to. to you can definitely send a go message. up to the castle walls yeah, and be like, yeah, "Yo, we're here walls. to see yeah. Malsac." If you want to try that, yeah, cast my good friend. Allow us to enter the castle walls and uh, <clears throat> let me do all the talking. I'll give you the first pass, the great Ronnie, but uh, we're on a very, very strict timeline and uh, you stink. So, Don't worry, uh, my friend. One pass <laughs> is all I need. Let us approach. Can I, um, before we head up there, can I potentially give him some of my magic healing eye drops just to sort of uh, lessen some of the stank? So you know that Ronnie is a fierce machine that operates at peak performance okay. only when he is when like this. Yeah. So okay. if you do sort of I'll lose that cure him he might sort of have a headache or something and and might not be as charismatic so okay. he's sort okay. of operating at peak right now yeah this is peak Ronnie okay so so we're walking together up up to the up to the castle wall so you uh you see two more of the centric guard the only difference between them and Rassandra is that they are actually wearing their helmet excuse me my good friends me and my friend Cass here are here to see your lovely maid who resides in this town Sir Musak um would you allow us entry into your fine facility so my friend can engage uh with the dearest mage uh we will send a runner to See, Mousak, see if you'll see. What was the names, please? Oh, the name, so well, the name. I'm surprised you don't know it yourself. The name is the great Ronnie Gianfranco Destino the Third. But you, my friends, may call me just the great Ronnie Gianfranco Destino. And uh, sort of see one guard just slowly <laughs> look at the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then look back <clears throat> and sort of look at you. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to use a bit of my uh, yeah plus charm to the humans. Like, you know, yes... Fantastic specimen here. I am, I am the marginally renowned mage Casvaltana. We go way back, and if you can just leave in the message there as well, uh, Aldersburg. Just put that as uh, Cass is here on behalf of Aldersburg, please. Great, excellent, and I assume that is you calling in your favour. Yeah, wonderful. So he will come down to see you, and you do see Malsak. 
After a couple of minutes, a thick-set man with a bushy beard wearing a soft gold-coloured doublet with bunched fabric forearms and a simple brown leather belt around his waist comes down to greet you. Ah, Cass, good to see you, friend. Melsack, you old dog. What's been going on, mate? Uh, he comes in and he cl- he does the bro, like, clasp. Oh, yeah. the, the fuck yeah. Clasp. Full bro down, bro hug. <laughs> like, yeah, predator handshake. Yeah. Come in, come in. Let's get you out of the rabble. Bring your... Uh, Friend? Dear dear friend. Wonderful, dear wonderful. Friend. Dear friend, this must be the magical Musak I've heard oh so much about. Yes, uh, this must be the great Gianfranco Destino III, Ronnie, I believe? Oh, sir, you are correct in that assumption. Yes, good. Anyway, follow me, come to my office, we'll have a talk. Um, I can't spend too much time, I have a lot to do, unfortunately, but... Sure, I'm, you know, Aldersburg and all that. So we can we can sort something out. Definitely, um, definitely. He takes you through the castle and eventually to a small office um, with books and As magical... As we're rolling through the castle, can we roll a perception check just to sort of scout the area? And Absolutely, sort of see what's you can. What? Yes. Good idea. Go ahead and do a awareness check for me. 17. Wonderful. So as you enter, there's a rather large entry hall with several different offshoots of rooms that move off into the castle. Uh, He takes you up a flight of stairs and then off to the left and then into a small room. But as you walk through, you do notice a few things. One, there isn't guards everywhere. You actually realise that there is almost no armed presence within the castle, except for one location. There is one guard standing by a door with heavy iron bandings and a lock on it off to the left just down a small flight of stairs that you can see upon entry into the castle. That there is only that is the only guard you see inside. Can I, uh, you know, just casually to uh to Mousak, impressive looking door there, sir. What's uh what's going on there? Oh, it's just down into the um down into the barracks, which uh, leads into the jails and things like that. Oh yes, yeah. yes. But yes, you'll have to forgive uh, the state of the castle. Everyone's sort of out uh, fighting with Calanthe and all that. So yes, hopefully they they. Due to return, our uh, queen shall emerge victorious, return to the royal princess and her station. It will be wonderful. I'm sure she will, and it will be very wonderful indeed. But uh, yeah, my friend Malsak, I wouldn't come and call in this favour if it wasn't of dire urgency. No, of course. That's why I take you so seriously. Now, uh, he gestures inside to his office. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so we walk in, we sit down, and um, yeah, I just mentioned, um, you know that fateful fortnight we spent at... uh, Aldersburg House of Sodomy. You know, <laughs> oh you know just how much of a broken man you were at the end of that two-week period. And uh, you know the following two weeks after that in nursing you back to health, repairing broken bones, both literally and physically, was a very, very painful and love-filled undertaking. So uh, I need to call that favour in today, good sir. I know it was decades ago, but you said if there was ever a time you needed me to call, I'm calling in that one. Um, he, Genius. you can see him get rather upset that you've mentioned it at all in front of company. Um, but he's, yeah, yes. Well, um, yes. Uh, I would be happy to oblige Cass, but, uh, let's, that's the past is the past and let's not ever, ever dwell on it again. Yes. Yeah. We don't want to li- make it linger like some of those, uh, horrible STIs that Please uh, stop. took much spellcraft to eliminate from your I'll have uh, uh, Ronnie, it was a spell. There was other mages involved. Don't ask. My friends, I will not ask a question if I only can get an address from the both of you. <laughs> Aldersburg 42 Blue Ren Away. that down on my little <laughs> notepad here. Now, how can I help you, Cass? Hey! 
how will we get ourselves out of this one? Find out next episode. <laughs>